When the hammer of suffering keeps falling, it can feel like you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. But what if the rock is actually a means of provision? What if that hard place is actually holy? Welcome to the Rock in a Holy Place podcast, where we explore what it means to see suffering as a place where God is not only present, but active, and how he was able to use suffering for our greatest good and for his ultimate glory. I'm Sheila Adkins. And I'm Grace Kelly. We've seen God in our own difficult seasons of life, and we want to share the hope that we've found with you. We're so glad you're joining us today. Welcome, listeners. Today's going to be a little different from our regular episodes. Um, This topic that we plan to talk about this week um, isn't going to happen. Instead, we're talking about something that um, we didn't plan to talk about, but we felt like it would be a betrayal of our emotions if we sat here recording a different episode right now. Um, Within the last 24 hours of the recording of this episode, we have experienced, along with many other people that we really care about and love, uh, the betrayal by someone we love and trusted. We're still reeling from the reveal of this betrayal, so today's episode is going to be more informal and free-flowing than any of our previous episodes have been. We really just want to discuss how um, we're feeling and handling this suffering while it's still so fresh for us. So, Grace, um, can you just start our discussion off by kind of telling our listeners how you've been feeling in this first 24 hours of suffering? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try not to cry through this whole episode. That's yeah, what she said. Gonna try. She said it to me a few minutes ago. She's like, we're going to try not to cry. Uh, but <laughs> I told her I'm, I make no promises. So, right. <laughs> That's okay. Um, she, she knows that though. She accepts that about me. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, yeah, we're not going to get into any, we're not going to talk about any details at all, but we just mm-hmm. want to talk about, how we've been feeling. So um, we, along with many others have been betrayed by someone we really, really loved and trusted. And um, my first, you know, feelings were like just such overwhelming grief. Mm -hmm. Um, It almost feels like a death. I would say Mm -hmm. it's almost, I've actually been saying to myself, it's actually worse than a death because it's like this person had just died and actually been, who I thought um, they were, you know, and been with Jesus and, you know, there was hopeful of like a sweet reunion someday, you know, that would have been easier than realizing that the person I thought this person was, is not actually existent. Right. Um, So yeah, just like a lot of grief. I have wept a lot. Um, and then been really, really angry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shouted some things at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> then just back to being sad again. It's just like sad, angry, sad, angry. Um, yeah. Over and over again. And uh, woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, my my boys um, came. It was one of those weird nights when my, uh, my five-year-old and two-year-old thought that it was day at 2 a.m. <laughs> those nights when they like come parading in your room and they're like good morning right you're like no um it's 2 a.m it's the middle of the night i don't know why you're in here um they did that and after that after they came in i just could not go back to sleep for the longest time because mm-hmm. i was just like thinking about everything and just like 
wow, this is really real. This is not a bad dream right now. This right. Like, actually happened. Um, so yeah. And then this morning tried to, um, had to share with my kids a little bit, um, what they could understand about the situation. And that was really sad and hard. Um, but then we made French toast and, mm. um, by God's grace, actually <laughs> God's grace. And the funny quirks of pandemic life, um, our babysitter actually stayed the night last night because mm. her, she just got back from spring break and her roommate has COVID. And so she couldn't go home. Right. So she slept on our couch last night. So she and I made French toast this morning and that was really sweet. And I'm like, just thankful for the little provisions of the Lord, you know, even, you know, even something like we were supposed to record these two other episodes, which we are actually super excited to record. Yes. You know, we have two happen. guests that we're going to be bringing out in the next couple of weeks here. Um, and they had to reschedule yesterday. And we found right. out yesterday in the afternoon that they had to reschedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, God knew that we needed today. Right. We just needed today. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking that too, just in retrospect. And honestly, I was really reluctant to even sit down and record anything today. I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but then I just realized like the, what we had planned to talk about wasn't possible because the interviews got canceled or rescheduled and it left this wide open space for us to talk about something. And we weren't prepared with anything else And so I just felt like this is what we're supposed to be talking about today, even though it's really painful. And I'm with you, Grace, as far as like those feelings of sadness and anger. And I think um, I may be leaning more towards anger at this point than sadness. Um, While I am like deeply grieved, I also woke up in the middle of the night (laughs) Because my neck hurt for some reason, which doesn't happen, but it just like really hurt. So it woke me up and I just laid there for quite a while thinking, this cannot actually be happening. You know, just that feeling of disbelief. Um, I am my personality. One of my uh, coping strategies, and it's been like my whole life, is sleeping when things are hard. Mm -hmm. So I'd get really stressed out in college and I'd go take a nap and you know, I can't do that as much as a grown up because grown ups don't get to just sleep whenever things are hard. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that last night I went to bed thinking, as long as I'm asleep, none of this, you know, I don't have to feel any of these feelings. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and it's just like all rushes back in of like how sad this situation is, how angry I am about the situation. And just the fact that all of this is real, like it is, it's really happening. You know, I got up this morning and I didn't um, talk to my kids about it yet just because they didn't ask. And, uh, it, and there wasn't, earlier yeah, too. they had to get to yeah. school. It just was, there wasn't like a time where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a good time to listen and talk about it. I'm sure we'll have the, that conversation. We'll have to have that conversation at some point. Um, so yeah, I was kind of just able to like, stuff my emotions for a good part of the morning of just like not really thinking about it just because of um, my responsibilities as a mom. But then after my boys went to school, I usually exercise at that point. And so I decided to just go ahead and exercise because I thought maybe if I move my body and, you know, get my heart rate up and things like that, I'll start to 
feel better, like more of a release of um, that anger and everything. But what ended up happening is I just randomly burst into tears every couple of minutes while working out. Yeah. And so even now we're sitting down in the afternoon to record this and yeah, I just, I still feel really angry and I'm letting myself lean into that feeling right now because I don't want to skip over this part of the grief and then come back to it at a really inconvenient time in the future. So yeah, that's how I'm doing. (laughs) I'm thinking too, I just, just you saying that, um, I think I mentioned it in my episode, in my story episode, episode two. Um, But just the concept that it's, you can't really forgive what you haven't grieved. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's kind of where we're both at right now. Just like beginning, barely beginning really that grief process um, with this really sad thing. Um, Yeah. But yeah, knowing that that, yeah, that that works important and and even feeling the, the feeling, all the feelings, the angry feelings Mm -hmm. and the sad feelings and the, yeah, feel like an idiot feelings and the, you know, yeah. all things. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's something that fuels my anger is like feeling like a fool. You know, mm-hmm. like just being angry at the situation, but also being angry at myself for not not realizing what was really going on, or you know, just like right. Even though you know it's like it would have been impossible. Yeah, right. Exactly. But God. it's just angry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody likes feeling foolish and you know so yeah yeah Yeah, like you've been tricked yeah so yeah that's how we're feeling i would like to also talk about how each of us is kind of taking care of ourselves and a lot of uh, people that we love and care about were affected by this i also want to talk about how we're reaching out to love those people and take care of those people I mean, an example is what Grace and I are doing right now with each other because we are, this is actually our first episode where we're not in the room together, which is actually really seems inconvenient for today. It does, Um, doesn't it? Yeah. But there's just, there's just these circumstances that prevented us from being together. So, um, but we're still, I mean, I feel like since this discovery, um, since finding out about it, we've we've tried to like reach out to each other at least, um, which actually is a big deal for me. I know maybe for Grace it's not as big for you, but for me, I I could very easily just be like turn off my phone and ignore everybody and just kind of like go into my shell and grieve by myself. But I don't think that that's doing anybody good, including myself. So that's actually a way I'm taking care of myself and trying to take care of other people that I, I care about is by not hiding and yeah. by talking about about it, really. And that's good. Well, and I, I think, I mean, I do tend to reach out, but I mean, I feel like after this last year, I reach out less and less. Yeah. Like, after the pandemic, you know, so yeah, it was like a even just texting you yesterday was a conscious choice to be like, I need to talk yeah. to you that this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And after we talked, you know, texted a little bit and then talked later in the afternoon, I felt a lot better. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm not alone, you know? Yeah. And that, that was before we even knew 
what what was really going on. It was just knowing that something was wrong, but not knowing what exactly was. So, and I think like practically also last night um, before, I mean, I, Jason and I stayed up too late kind of talking about things, but then also we watched an episode of American Idol. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I mean, was I numbing stuff? Probably. But I also just felt like I, you know, I need something like. You just needed a break. Yeah. A break from this for, you know, an hour. And so we watched an episode of American Idol. And then, you know, this morning, like I said, I, I exercise. And for me, that's a way that I take care of myself when I am feeling really stressed out about something or just really emotional. And so even though it <laughs> didn't go quite as I planned, it did f- still like feel overall, it felt like I was taking care of myself. And then when I got dressed after my shower, I put on comfortable clothes. And that seems like mm-hmm. such a like little thing, but I was like, today is not a day for hard pants. <laughs> like, no, it's not. No. So. <laughs> Sweatpants for the win or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing my. I'm currently wearing my fleece snowflake leggings. So oh, our so listeners fun. Be interested to know. <laughs> yeah, one uh, of the few pairs of pants that fit me currently because they <laughs> go below my gigantic oh, yeah. baby bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we did. I did, and I'm not one that tends to numb in general. Well, yeah. I guess maybe I shouldn't say that. When it's the girl who binge watched Vampire Diaries. Yeah, I did binge watch Vampire Diaries like three times in the last year when my grandparents yeah. died. So it's like one grandparent died and I binge watched it, and then another one died and I watched it again. Right. Um, don't judge me. I don't. <laughs> Not me. No one's allowed to judge me. Um, no, but I mean, that's not what I normally do. I feel like I, I only start to do that when it's like when I um I go to the dark place. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like trying to like be intentional right now, but also still like, yeah, find those like little moments of joy. So like last night after we got back, we stayed up too late too. But then I spent some time showing our, our babysitter, who's also our really sweet friend. And she, she honestly should be considered a co-producer of this podcast. She, <laughs> she is. Lots she of makes times. it possible. Anna, we love you. Yes, um, we do. <laughs> uh, she and I looked at baby clothes and oh. I showed her all my tiny, teeny little baby clothes that I have already washed yeah. and got ready for my little babies. And we looked at my baby list, like my little, you know, my registry yeah. thing. And I showed her the little things I'm going to need because it's twins and whatever. Yeah. So that was what we did to kind of take yeah. a load up for a minute. And it was good. Yeah. yeah. I, I fought the temptation to actually last night sit on my phone and online shop because for some reason that felt like it would, I don't know, feel good for some reason. And I was like, it's not going to feel good after the fact, you know? And so what I'm saying is like, there's a difference between taking care of yourself and doing things that are actually not helpful. Right. And maybe Um, like actually destructive. Yeah. Yeah. So not that online shopping is always destructive, but you know, Yes, you know, but you know what, what uh, yeah, right. for me in that moment, it would have been distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's also talk about how we're taking care of our spouses because our spouses were also really affected by this situation. I know that Jace, so Jace is the one who got the information firsthand and then told me about it. 
Um, and Jace is not a very emotional person. He's softened up as he's gotten older, which he's in his early 30s. <laughs> um, he's not that old. Uh, but he definitely... Uh, has been emotional and and shed tears. He shed tears in the moment, and then uh, after he got home, and we were talking more, and yeah, he's been emotional about it. I think he he's tending uh, towards a lot of sadness. I said like I was angry, and I think there's a degree of that with Jace as well. But he's really sad, and I'm trying really to. It's it's hard to balance my emotions with caring for him at the same time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I think like part of me is like I just want you to be angry with me right now like why why can't you just be as angry as I am but really I'm trying to let him feel the things that he's feeling and understanding why he's feeling uh, different emotions than I am and how does this affect us our last episode was all about how suffering impacts a marriage and then bam like uh we get to experience this again and really put those things into practice so i'm really trying hard to like give jace the space to feel what he's feeling and then also we've just there's been a lot of like hugging like physical comfort of like holding each other crying together and being really emotionally intimate so Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, we've had, we've done the same. And yeah, my husband also is not one to be very emotional. He doesn't even always cry when there's like, you know, a death in the family. That sounds like he's cold. He's not cold. He just, no, I get it. And um, yeah, he's shed tears about this as well. And um, though he has honestly been kind of a lot softer, even just with finding out we're having twins. I feel like he's, I don't know, that's (laughs) switching him a little bit. Yeah, um, which I, as an Enneagram too, think is adorable. So <laughs> you're loving it. I love it. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's great. He's like, no, I don't want to cry. I'm like, well, fine. You can cry as much as you want. <laughs> I cherish your tears. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So you know, yeah, it's really hard too. I agree. I think he was, I was more angry than he was. I think last night as well, and. But I was trying to like, okay, like ask him, what do you need right now? What are you thinking right now? You know, because of course I just tend to like word vomit everything I'm thinking. Right. Because um, I'm an external processor. <laughs> In case you guys didn't know that. Right. <laughs> and, but he's definitely internal, but he needs to get those things out too. Because, you know, I mean, first of all, it's helpful for me to know what he's thinking because right. it helps me process, you know, mm-hmm. with him. But um, also just, you know, it helps him it's actually really good for him to share those things um, right. a little bit, little bits at a time. So trying to like actually ask him, what are you thinking right now? And, you know, engage with him where he's at instead of only thinking about how the situation hurts me, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure what tonight is going to look like, but we did. Um, he was actually supposed to have something going on tonight and that also got canceled. So okay. I am very thankful that we're just going to have a night together tonight. Yeah. Um, we normally we're used to having nights together now in the, these pandemical days, but for some reason right. this week was like going to be really busy. And then a lot of stuff started right. clearing up just yesterday. So yeah, I'm like, okay, that's just like the Lord's mercy to us that we didn't even know mm-hmm. we needed yet. <laughs> Definitely. Well, the last thing that I um, want to leave our listeners with is just some reminders of what is true of God, even when we are hurt or let down by people. Uh, 
So Grace, can you kind of lead us in this part? Because I know that you've got some great stuff to say. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, um, okay, this is where I'm going to cry. Try not to. So I'll say as a survival, as a survivor of abuse and um, just lots of betrayal in various forms over the years. Um, but namely, I think it started, started with that. I carry a lot of baggage around, you know, uh, trusting people. Mm-hmm. So when someone I trust really betrays me or hurts me deeply, um, you know, I mean, obviously I think that hurts anybody, but I feel like for me, it, it reopens a wound. Um, mm-hmm. but I've just been really comforted because the last few months, even, um, the Lord has just been really near and he has just really like reminded me that who he is never changes. And, mm-hmm. um, so just last night I heard myself say, and I wrote it down that Jesus is who he says he is. Like he really is, mm-hmm. you know, when anyone else is, you know, hypocritical or misrepresents themselves or is not at all the person we thought they were. Jesus actually is who he says he is. Um, mm-hmm. He is enough. He is the truth. He is the light of the world. John eight twelve says he is the good shepherd who lays his life down for the sheep. John 10, 11 says, because he's not, he's not the, the hired hand that doesn't actually, isn't actually invested in us as individuals like he, mm-hmm. we are his like we are the sheep right. of his pasture and he cares about us each individually enough to come after the one you know enough to mm-hmm. fight off wolves and so that's been a really sweet comfort to me of just like even if every single person in my life you know turns out to not be who i think they are you know what i mean like well, even if yeah it's kept happening for forever and there were more betrayals to come like jesus still will be who he says he is yeah, I'm re- actually yeah. <laughs> I'm really thankful for that reminder from you because I think that I don't know last night I just really like I looked at my Bible and I thought I don't even want to I I don't want to hear from God right now I'm so angry but that reminder from you that Jesus is who he says he is and he's never gonna let us down and he did everything he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And he will do everything he says he will do. Even though, like, we are really hurting right now. Um, and it's it's going to be basically a, a fight at times to remind ourselves of that. I'm thankful that you're able to speak that into me and into yourself and the people around you. Because we really need that reminder right now, even when it's it's hard to really remember that we need to. Yeah. I mean, that's the only comfort we really have right in this life. Mm-hmm. And and he is enough and he's enough of a comfort. Yep. He oh. sustains and where everyone else falls short, Jesus is enough. All right, listeners, we're going to close our episode on that. We know that maybe not everybody is feeling the way that Grace and I are feeling right now, but we hope that um, by being faithful to what we felt God was calling us to talk about today, that we've offered some form of comfort or um, help to you. So thanks for listening and being here with us today. Yep. Thanks, sisters. 
That's our episode for today. If you found this episode encouraging, please share, review, and subscribe The Rock and a Holy Place podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on social media. We are at The Rock and a Holy Place on Instagram and at A Holy Place Pod on Twitter. And be sure to check out Grace's blog at gracekelly.blog. That's G-R-A-C-E-K-E-L-L-E-Y dot blog. And now, a benediction. If you were buried under the weight of a deep betrayal, if you woke up feeling like the world has been turned upside down, if you find yourself wondering how to trust in a broken world full of broken people who hurt us by their actions, whether intentionally or not, if you find yourself once again wounded by grievous hypocrisy, I just want to remind you that Jesus actually is who he says he is. Thank you.